Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb. We're just grateful to have you guys back with us um, for episode 18. A couple things before we get started. First and foremost, be sure to get your copy of Pursuing Freedom from Amazon. Um, if you attend with us locally, you can you can get your physical copy um, from one of us on a Sunday or on a Monday, um, but it'll just help navigate these first um, 18 episodes as we wrap up the book portion of the show today. I also want to encourage you to check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, I can share our content there. The more that we do that, the more that we just get um, the vision of this out um, beyond the walls here into the community and beyond as we just really endeavor to change the landscape and the culture of recovery in, in the church community. And then lastly, um, we actually have a roundtable coming up um, here January 20th. And so we want to encourage you to be a part of that. It's specifically for um, senior pastors or recovery ministry leaders, but it's open to everyone. And we do believe that everyone would benefit from attending this. And so just be on the lookout for more information about how to register for that event and just be a part of that. There's going to be a cost of $30 per person. Um, we are going to provide lunch at this event, but it's just going to be just a great opportunity just to, to learn more about the, the vision of what we're doing, why we're doing it, and where Ways that we believe that, again, we'll be able just to, to change the landscape of recovery in, in our communities and into the churches. And then, man, be sure to give us five-star reviews wherever you're listening to this. Again, that helps just beat everything and share, 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 share our content. Um, today, as we continue, as we wrap up, um, again, the Pursuing Freedom book portion of, of our show, we are going to talk about serving. So our action item today is God created me to serve others. Nothing helps me grow as a person and in my faith, like helping others. And so here at Cedar Point Recovery, we believe that we've come full circle in our recovery when we begin to serve, when we begin to give back. And so we need to understand that we fulfill life's greatest calling through helping others as a follower of Jesus Christ. That That, that is beyond salvation, that is one of our primary goals is begin to be the hands and feet of Jesus through serving those around us. Yeah, so serving is the last thing, you know, the last uh, lesson in the book because what we want to do is make sure that we kind of got things um, squared away a little bit before we start, <laughs> before we start getting ourselves out in public and start serving and, and doing those things. Now, that doesn't mean we have to have life totally figured out before we serve. And I think sometimes that's a misconception is that people think, you know, well, I'm, I'm messed up and I, I've got problems and I can't serve others. And, but, um, you know, serving is actually a very, you know, important part of, of recovery, of, of um, you know, especially coming out of recovery or getting through and staying clean, um, you know, clean in air quotes, because, you know, that <clears throat> word, you know, can apply to all the different types of struggles that we have. But um, that, like I said, so many people think, well, I'm not good enough or I'm not right yet or I don't have, you know, it's like, well, there's no, you're never going to be perfect. So if you're waiting for yourself to be perfect, to serve, then you're, you're never going to be able to serve. So understand that, um, you know, that you, you know, that God uses broken people, you know, to fulfill his, and I'm pretty sure we talked about that like an episode or two ago, is that, you know, that, that God uses broken people to fulfill his purpose and um, serving others is part of that. And so uh, I would encourage you that, you know, that hopefully you're in a place, if you, if you come to our church, you know, we have different roles for different people that are in different places <clears throat> and that they can serve. And I hope, you know, that if you're not, you know, you don't come to church here, I hope you're at a church that, you know, extends you the grace to be able to serve, um, even though you may not have life completely figured out. 
<laughs> yeah, there really is a balance to that. Um, I remember early on, just kind of in my faith journey, um, I was still very much an alcoholic, would go to bars, carry on, things like that. And uh, I remember this one encounter um, with a couple and I'm in the process of getting drunk, talking to them <laughs> about about church. And there was just kind yeah. of like this, this look that I got from them. And there was this moment of realization where I was like, I'm not doing the church or Jesus any favors. Sure, it was a very moment. effective conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, like, in, in that setting, it's just like, all right, like, this, this is not the time for me to be doing this. Like, I'm, I'm damaging things around yeah. me. I look, you know, like all the stereotypical hypocrite, you know, just, oh, it was bad. But at the same time, when... I got connected in other ways, you know, it was good. It stretched me to have conviction. And so there is this balance. Perfection is not where you need to be to begin giving back and to begin serving, but maybe coming right out of things, get your feet underneath it, you know, just a little bit, get some stability um, before you start trying to run, you know, learn to walk just, just a little bit because there are moments you can get into where you damage things and then have an awareness of, of where you're at personally. Um, you know, you don't want to have deep theological conversation when you just came out of the trap house or something and you have no idea right. you've never read a bible but you're going to tell people how to think theologically that's the time to, to operate in wisdom and <laughs> shut up and, and maybe take some yeah. things in I was and saved so, yesterday I'm, yeah. a, I'm a theological so, expert so finding these balances just in life you know that that's a good thing but there, there's a place for you to serve no matter where you're at so maybe you're coming right out of things well i mean maybe the way that you serve is you know just by praying or, or being there in a supportive role um, sharing content online, saying, hey, check this out. This really touched me. You know, so find that place where you've got balance where you're at. And as you grow, your position should grow. The things that you do should grow. Um, and so um, we just begin to, to further um, navigate that. But, but serving, it does a couple things. First off, it, serving puts the needs of others ahead of our own. And so by definition, that's what serving is, that, that we say, man, um, I'm going to look out for, for you rather than me. And then the more we serve, the more we transform into being um, um, be, from being selfish to selfless. And so we've got to just begin to navigate that from the very beginning. I love that second part. Anytime I teach on serving, that's one of the things that I talk about, especially in the context of, of our struggles, as they are oftentimes very selfish. You know, as an alcoholic or a drug addict, that was a selfish decision. Well, overindulgence in, in food can be a selfish decision. Um, if you're you're gambling all your money away, it's a selfish decision. If it's adultery, it's selfish. Pornography, those are selfish things. Um, and if you're married, pornography is adultery. Just a little side note there. Uh, <laughs> but um, so these things that we struggle in, they're, they're, they're not motivated by what's best for the people around us. They're motivated by w what we feel is best for us. Not what is actually best, but what we feel is best for us. And so serving helps us to change that mindset because as we change that well I don't I don't want to go get drunk or high and part of that is it's not the right thing for the people around me that's not going to be beneficial to them um, there's lots of other reasons that I've developed over time but that was one of the places that it started for me is like this is this is a bad thing for people um, and so just learning just to push past um, our, our self-indulgent mindset and saying I just want to do good for people around me yeah, that's <clears throat> that is a you know addiction in and of itself. I mean, inherently is a selfish thing, you know, and that's some people may be offended by that, but you know it is because I mean what the the definition of addiction is you know doing something um, 
you know, compulsively to the, to the detriment of yourself or others, right? So, I mean, so you, your addiction eventually gets to a point where, you know, you're, you're lying to other people or you're hiding it from other people or you're, you're hurting your, yourself. Um, or, again, you know, because of the, the thing you've done, the, the consequences of that is that you hurt somebody else, either physically or mentally, you know, that kind of thing. So um, it, it is inherently selfish, to, you know, and, and um, does make you, you know, necessarily a bad person or something like that. But um, so, so yeah, the, the, the value in serving, other than the fact that we're just as Christians called to serve, is to, to begin to turn the focus away from yourself. And, and so, it, you know, and like Aaron was talking about, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to move to India and start, you know, start a, a, a charity and, you know, help the poor and the, the homeless and that kind of thing. Like, it doesn't have to be something big. I mean, it's it's holding the door open for somebody else. It's I could do things here. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Man. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Unless you, I don't like you, then you can go somewhere else, yeah. I guess. But, um, <laughs> but Christians, I thought we were just called to, to judge people around us. Not, yeah, that's not right. To be good we to judge, them. we judge domestically and we, yeah. we serve okay. internationally. Serve internationally. That's judge. right. I, I, I got it now. I've had, I've had it because all. Because the people over there don't know how bad of a person I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Um, but we should totally, um, we should totally limit, you know, people's ability to do anything in the church based off of how we feel about them. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> your, your past definitely dictates, uh, what, what it is we think you can do. And, and, um, yeah, I mean like, but this thing, you know, we, we do get so kind of blinders on, on, on what it means to serve and, you know, oh, I've got to, I've got to be on the stage to serve or I've got to, you know, I've got to cook a meal or I've got to do, you know, something big like that to serve. And it's like, no, you just got to start thinking about other people. Yeah. You, know. you think everybody should serve? For the most part. Yeah. I think for the most part. <laughs> I'm going I'm to argue with him. Everybody has some place to serve there. <laughs> now, not, now everybody might not be in the, you know, you know, in, in the right place personally to serve, you know, like, it's like you were talking about the beginning and I, you know, I want to clarify that, you know, you do have to have, you know, like I said, you can have yourself kind of under control. Like if you're, you know, struggling with alcoholism and, and you're still in the middle of that, like being a door greeter is probably not the best thing for you right now. If you're, you know, that's, you're not helping the church out if you're <laughs> falling over or that kind of thing. Um, but, but yeah, you need to have, you need to have things kind of, like I said, your, your struggle a little bit under control before we start <laughs> doing that kind of thing. But yes, everybody should serve. Well, um, and, and a lot of this is based off, so John 13, 12 through 17 um, gives us an idea of, of why everybody should serve. So when we, again, in recovery, we believe that becoming a Jesus follower is essential to recovery. So everything we do here, it's Christ-centered. Um, and so there's not, <clears throat> there's not a separation between recovery and, and your faith, your, your walk with Christ, that those are one and the same. And so John 13, 12 through 17, it says, After washing their feet, the, um, that's the disciples' feet, he, Jesus, put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and call me Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash the feet, um, each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their masters, nor is the message more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. And so the context here, this is Jesus' 
it's the Last Supper, you know. Just think back to Grandma's picture in the kitchen, you know, of, of all the people at the table, and you're like, what is this old Greek thing going on here? Um, well, that, that was depicting Jesus and, and the last meal that he had with his disciples. Um, as uh, historically inaccurate as that picture probably is. But uh, <laughs> anyways, so he's he knows this, that later on this night, he's, he's going to be arrested. And... And after that, it's going to lead to a trial, and it's going to lead to an execution. And so this is one of the last conversations that he's going to have with, with everybody before all that takes place to give them a picture and an idea. And I always tell people this. If, if you knew that this was going to be your last conversation with people that you loved, um, what would be the, the context of that, the content of that conversation? It would be important things, right? It'd be your heart, things you want them to walk away with. And so this is Jesus' last time to do that. And one of the things that he focuses on is one, he takes time to wash their feet, which again, if you look at the historical context and the culture of the region, that was huge. Jesus should not have been the one doing that in mm. any stretch of the imagination, but that's what he chose to do to give them an example of we're gonna serve the people around us, that that's what were the greatest, and Jesus was the greatest in the room. Everybody in the room identified Jesus as the greatest in the room. Not only do we know this side of the crucifixion and resurrection that he was, they recognized that in that moment, and he, he does that, and he carries that out. To give an example to the disciples there, but beyond that, to, to anyone who would call upon the name of Jesus and, and call him Lord, that this is what Christians do. And so when we talk about serving, um, I, I will continue just to argue with Caleb a little bit. I think everybody <laughs> has their their place to serve. Now, I think, again, those places will vary. But if you're even early on, there's something, serving grows us and it stretches us and it helps us in our recovery in a significant way. So, yeah, I mean, if you're in the middle of addiction, thing A may not be the right place for you at that moment but there's a thing out there that you can begin to do. Maybe it's coming up after hours and, and scrubbing a toilet, or I mean, or any number of things, but you have a position and a place to begin serving the body of Christ, serving the people around you, and you gotta find that in the context of wherever you're at in your struggle, and, and then continue to, to find yourself, it's my personal belief, and this can be argued, um, definitely, is that you find those places where you're almost uncomfortable being in that position. Um, where it creates a level of conviction and causes you to grow more. And, and I, I find myself in that position um, and so passionate about it because that, that's my story is I would I would move into places, God would move me into places, I believe, where I'd be like, oh, man, what if they find out? I'm, you know, <laughs> that, that, uh, and it would create this conviction and then I would continue to change and then God would move me a little bit more and I'm like, oh, crap. It's happening again. Uh, like, and, and over time, like I just kept like, I gotta grow or I gotta I gotta tell them the truth. And I don't wanna, uh, I'll, I'll grow. <laughs> um, and it would create those things. But that's what serving does um, anyways. And again, it's what Jesus has called us all to do to some extent in some place. And it looks different. Um, maybe it's washing feet. Um, don't wash my feet, don't touch them. Um, but maybe it's scrubbing toilets. Maybe it's being a door. I think, Maybe it's just praying. Like you, you go home every night and you've got a prayer list for all the people that you've come across on a regular basis and you're going to pray for them. Like you're just going to endeavor to really be a prayer warrior. That That's serving. That's a service. And so everybody, no matter their background, no matter their um, condition of health or recovery, can find a place to begin pouring themselves out to do the work of God through through serving. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean... 
typically Aaron's a little bit better at picking up on my sarcasm, but I, I, I agree that everybody should serve. Like I'm, I'm, I picked I'm up being, on it. I'm I just wanted to clarify it. Yeah. I don't, he's trying to make me out to be a jerk, which I am, but, <laughs> <laughs> but not about this. You know, I do, I do believe everybody, you know, everybody should serve and there is a place to serve. Well, and the thing is, again, service is like you're talking about. It's not, you know, so many times we, we identify that with, um, you know, a particular role or a task to, to be done. And it's, it's again, it's thinking about others before yourself. I mean, that, that, it really, that really is what service is. I mean, this is what Jesus is doing here. Jesus, you know, God in the flesh is doing something that a servant would typically do, you know, is wash the disciples' feet. I mean, these people are, you know, for all intents and purposes, underneath him, quote unquote, as, you know, his disciples. And he's taking the time to put their needs, you know, ahead of his own, you know, station. And so anytime we do something like this, like I said, you know, you're, you're walking in in a place and you hold the door open for somebody else. I mean, that's that's an act of service. If you're, um, you know, you're at Walmart and you and you move your grocery cart out of the middle of the the freaking aisle while you're standing there not doing anything and blocking traffic like you know thinking about other people <laughs> that's service please don't do that <laughs> please don't block traffic at walmart it drives me nuts but i'm just saying is that you you start to adopt the mindset of i'm going to think about others instead of myself and and everybody can do that and it i mean and you can do that in so many different ways i mean it's like i said it's just how you conduct yourself while you're out and about. I mean, that, that's what that's what makes us different. I mean, so the Bible says is, is Christians, you know, we're the salt of the earth, and if we lose our saltiness, what, what good are we? And we have to be set apart, and we have to do things differently than what we do, and you know, what everybody else in the culture does. And our culture is so self-centered right now. Like, yeah, if you, if you just do, you know, 50% of the time, think about other people instead of yourself, like, you're gonna stand out as something different than what, what our society has for us right now. And so, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, the opportunity to serve is so abundant because, I mean, like I said, if you're just looking with that mindset of, okay, how do I, you know, what can I do that to put somebody else's needs before my own, you know, it's maybe it's mowing, and you know, the, you have an elderly neighbor who, who can't get out in the heat and you mow his yard or, or something like that. I mean, there's so many different things like that that you can do. It's just, but, but it's adopting that mindset and being willing to do that and just allowing God to, to guide you and lead you and look for those opportunities. Yeah, and honestly, man, we have such a culture of consumerism going on in the world and in the church right now that, I mean, it's, it's created this rift. I mean, because we've really lost sight of who Christ has called us to be. Um, Mark 10, 45 says, for even the Son of Man, um, did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. He gives his pictures. Like, even me, Jesus, came to do this. And and I don't know about you, but last time I personally checked, I'm not greater than Jesus. And so if Jesus, the Son of God, God to body, came to serve, not to be served, um, then, then what right do I have to go around and have this consumer mentality? And I see it all the time in the church. Um, Rand alert, probably. Uh, <laughs> is uh, People show up and... They just want to complain, and then when things aren't exactly the way they want them to be, then they just leave rather than, you know, maybe serving, being a part of what's going on, and, and helping to, to change culture, change what's going on. Um, they'll, they'll drop their kids off at a kid's ministry and, and gripe and complain because things aren't going the way they need to rather than maybe stepping up and fulfilling the need there. They don't like the way that the 
ushers are doing things, you know, usher things that they do. And mm -hmm. rather than stepping up and being an usher, they just gripe and complain. It's like, oh, God's calling us somewhere else. You yeah. know, they show up to the recovery <laughs> ministry and they want to gripe and complain about that. And rather yeah. than stepping up and saying, I'm going to be a part of this and, and I'm going to help and I'm going to serve because you know what? You know, I'm here to, to be bought in, to be in unity. And if Jesus came to wash feet, you know, by God, I'm going to wash some feet too. I'm going to, and not literally, but you know, right. I'm, I'm going to show up and. <laughs> no, literally. I want to see that happen. <laughs> you know, but I'm going to show up and, and I'm going to be a part of it. But nope, not in today's culture. We've got this culture of me. What can you do for me? If you're not doing for me, then I'm going to go elsewhere. If it's not going my way, I'm going to go elsewhere. And, and that's why our culture is so broken, in my opinion. That's why, again, we have so many people that, that do get lost in these self-indulgent struggles is because they've missed this point you've you've got to learn this to get free and it's why we have we have a 51 percent divorce rate in in the church because of this right here because husbands think that the marriage is about them and wives think that the marriage is about them and they mm -hmm. won't even take the the time <laughs> the time to serve each other i mean it, this is like inherently like the problem sickness in our culture right now oh, yeah. and I just, I just want you to ask you what are you doing for other people, just, it should be a lot. It should be a lot. And I get it, take time for yourself. You, you should, it's okay to do that too. But if you're just showing up every week to services and, and you're never a part of what's going on, you're failing. You're not doing the things that you should be doing. You, again, and it could just be praying. Are you praying for it? You're praying for what's going on. But if you're not contributing in some way, which can look vast, and you're just showing up with your hands out, whoa, what's, what's, what's taking place for me today? You have failed. Luke 22, um, starting in verse 24, the disciples, they're coming back and, and they begin this argument among themselves about who's the greatest. And it says, then they began to argue among themselves who would be the greatest. And Jesus told them, in this world, kings and great men lorded over their people, um, yet they are called friends of the people. And, and that's, that's the culture that's still taking place today, is that we think great people have this position of a power and authority that they hold over those around them. But in 26, it continues that, but among you, it'll be different. Well, among who? Among the people that are in this group following Jesus. So the moment we decide that we're gonna be Jesus followers, we've positioned Jesus in a place of authority, we've called him Lord, which says, hey, we're gonna set aside our will, and we're gonna pursue his, but among you it'll be different. Those who are the greatest among you shall take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant, that we've gotta to endeavor to have this mindset of what can I do for the people around me. It, 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 Figure it out. <laughs> I mean, you, you just you've got to you've got to get this. You've got to get this. Um, I mean, even in my household, um, my, I'm I'm we have a pretty traditional household when it comes to marriage. I am the head of the house. That that is my position. I'm equal with my wife, but I'm also the head of the house. Oh man, I, here come the angry emails. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> I I eat dinner last. Like no matter what's taking place, everyone else is fed. Everyone else is served. And I'm the last person to sit down with my plate because that is just one small way that I can show my six children and my wife that I'm going to serve them. There's numerous other ways I do it, but that is one of, I mean, and it goes in stark contrast to what you see in culture oftentimes, <laughs> um, but, yeah. um, but it's just one of these ways that I can do it. Now, I'm not saying that has to be your household, but I'm saying find ways to show the people around you that they matter. That's one of the ways that I do it at my house. Um, but we we just got to get this. I'm going to turn this over to Kayla before we do get like 10,000 emails. So, yeah, I think you just hate women. That's yeah. probably... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know what? You're you're 100 right. And like, and this is the thing. Uh, you know, I was talking about I don't know a few episodes ago. Like, we just celebrated 20 years, our 20th anniversary of marriage. And I mean, like, we I don't know if we've been any better than we are now. And I can tell you, one of the the many secrets of our success, I feel, is that. We both have the the opinion of you know I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm gonna serve her like her needs like that's that's what I'm concerned about is is serving her needs and and she on the the same hand is concerned about serving my needs like that's now are we 100 no no do we do selfish things yes me more than her I'll just go ahead and say it <laughs> just because that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, See, there he goes right now. He's just serving his wife. Yeah. See, I'm putting her. I'm, well, that's really serving my needs. <laughs> so I'm trying to keep myself from getting in trouble. Um, but but it, it is. I mean, it, we we approach our marriage and our relationship with I'm going to put her first and she's going to put me first in, in in a serving in as far as like taking care of her needs. I mean, we're in the same we're the same way. We're you know, a very traditional household in that, you know. We, we are equal, but but we're both, you know, acknowledge that I'm the head of the household. And I mean, and that's not, I mean, it, that's that's something that she agrees to, too. It's not me saying this is the way it is and this is the way it's going to be. But, um, you know, so we have we have kind of that that structure. But in that, we both care enough about each other that, my, you know, my concern is for her and her concern is for me. And and. Um, you know, it's really hard to get into a, a selfish, you know, where you're trying to make it all about yourself when you, when all you're, you know, when you're trying to make sure that your partner is taken care of. And so, and that's why we see so many relationships fail is because, you know, guys are looking for another, another mother, somebody to take care of. I need to be fed. I need to be loved. I need to be, you know, and, um, yeah, women, I don't know. But I'm not even gonna. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying, though. Is it? Gotta say, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, yeah. It's that's like so. We'll, we'll we'll get into relationships eventually. But yeah. I mean, that's but it. But that is a very good example of where where you have a servant heart and and, and why it's important to to be that way. Because in your most important relationship outside of Christ, you know, your married one. You, you have to have that. If you want to have a successful marriage, you have to have a servant's heart where, you, you know, you are serving each other and trying to be selfless instead of selfish. Um, and that is, and our culture tells us to do the exact opposite, and that's working out great for us. Yeah, and, <clears throat> and so this, uh, obviously marriage is a great example of this, but it really, um, it bleeds into every other facet of our lives, and it's one of those things that allows us to, to pursue our struggle, um, <laughs> with, without conviction um, and so in order to break that we've got to just come to that understanding of I've got to be good to the people around me um, in in marriage you know we have the saying it's a submission competition and and coming out of our struggle um, we need a similar mindset if we're gonna do life right because again Jesus when Jesus was saying all that it wasn't just in the context of marriage it was in the context of life 
And in recovery, it's about life recovery. That that's what we're trying to get back. How do we live life um, in a way that that honors Christ's sacrifice, honors what He's done for us? How do we have the same attitude as Jesus? It's it's by being servants to those around us. And and when we do that, you know, because the Christian walk is is not just about salvation, but it's about being the best versions of ourselves that we can be. It's about a process of sanctification. Well, in our struggles, that's the opposite of sanctification. And so as we're coming into it, we need to move into that and so serving is a part of that and we're less likely to fall back into our struggle when we get this down when we focus um or when our focus is outward instead of inward, um, it helps to motivate us towards change. And so it helps move us out of our struggle, helps keep us out of our struggle. That that as long as I'm humbled myself in, in, in seeking to be good to people around me, and I, I do that with a joyful heart and, and things are aligned, life will be really, really good for me. Now, there's times where, you know, you're going to struggle with this, you're going to get angry, um, you're going <laughs> to... It's just gonna happen. There are gonna be times where people take advantage of the way that you are, and you've got to sit there and and do that other thing Jesus said that's hard, which is turn the other cheek. Um, <laughs> but we we've got to push towards that. And I'm not saying go out there and, and you know get taken advantage of, let people walk all over you. And, and but what I'm saying is be good to the people around you. Like take take this attitude and approach of all right, I've I've done for me. For years and years and years, I've taken, taken, taken from me. It's now time for me to flip a switch and see what I can do for the people around me um, within a healthy boundary. Um, boundaries is going to be an episode at some point. Yeah, I hope and we need to write that one down. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're in touch with what you're talking about, and this is, you know, what you just said is that we're less likely to fall back into our struggle if we're if we're um, folks outward instead of inward. And the thing is, is that yeah, you. All of a sudden, again, you go from a place of being selfish, where it's like, man, I just want to, I just want to fulfill this need, whatever this struggle is. I just want this. I just need to, you know, I have this compulsion to, to do this thing and to, to drink this stuff or, to, you know, shoot this whatever, you know. And that's all you can think about. To, to now, all of a sudden, we're going to turn it around and and start to put others ahead of ourselves. And what what happens then is we start to see, you know. Um, we start to we start to see changes in other people's lives who are positive because of the things that we have done, and that that creates impact, right? Now all of a sudden, and this is to call back to our last episode. I'm pretty sure it was the last episode where we're talking about our purpose that God has for us. God gives us those gifts, um, the spiritual gifts, but also the, the talents that we're we're born with, those innate talents that we we can we, we don't have to use those for the benefit of other people that's a choice that we make but once we start doing that and we and we start to function within the purpose that God has for us and that he designed us for now all of a sudden we see people you know an impact being made i start to change you know we start to change lives Aaron and i both have talked about that we have come into recovery ministry functioning in our you know areas of weakness his is you know public speaking made him really nervous but now you know I don't know. Do you still get nervous? Yeah, not as much. No. Not as much. Yeah. But he, I mean, he does. He does really well. And in me being, um, he said, highly introverted person, where I, I don't like being around a bunch of people. I don't know. I don't like creating a bunch of relationships and, and you know being around a bunch of emotional people. And yet we both function in those places that we're weak because that's what God's called us to. And out of that, God's created an incredible impact here in our recovery ministry. And because of that. I, I sh we keep showing up because you know it's like you know we, we see what God is doing through through our willingness to serve and uh, I mean that's it's it's been an incredible thing over the past couple of years and um, 
I can tell you, I, I, I don't have a desire to go do, you know, to, to hang out at the bar on a Monday. Not that that was a big thing for me anyway, because again, I'm an introvert. I don't want to go to the <laughs> bar, but I'm just saying, I don't have a desire to do something else. When I get tired and think, man, it would be nice to take a Monday off. I, I don't, it's been a long time since I've had, had one off, but you know, there's a million other things I could be doing with my time on a Monday and I, and I don't want to do anything else because I know what's happening is impacting other people's lives. And, and because of, it's not about me, you know, so much stuff is, you know, I'm seeing the impact and we're seeing change. And, and that's where we want you to get to is that when you realize that the world isn't about you and, and just fulfilling, constantly fulfilling whatever your need is, now all of a sudden we start to, to see impact be, you know, happening, change being made in other people's lives because of you, because of what, you, what you've been gifted and called to, if you're willing to do that. Yeah. Um, Galatians 5.13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh rather than to serve one another humbly in love. And so um, this is the Apostle Paul. He wrote this church, or <laughs> wrote this letter um, to the church here. And um, there's something that takes place. And it says, you were called to be free. And so that, that's a part of salvation. It's, it's freedom from flesh, freedom from sin. Um, but do not use your um, freedom to indulge the flesh rather than to serve one another humbly in love. That um, there's, the contrast to this is there's slavery in that overindulgence. And there's slavery in living for oneself. And it's slavery to the world. It's slavery to idol, idolatry. To, it's, it's slavery to our struggles. That, that's what happens before we've moved into recovery. We were in bondage. And so then Christ sets us free through salvation. And so don't use that freedom to go back to things of self-indulgence. Rather, use them to serve one another humbly in love. That Again, that's what we're called to do. And through serving, again, it's a break in the world's mindset. I mean, again, Jesus touches on it in Luke that the world says this, hey, if you're going around and you're humbling yourself and serving everybody, you're just a slave to the people around you. That, that's what the world wants you to believe. But God's word tells us something different. That again, there, there's freedom in that. That when you submit yourself in, in the submission competition and you go this way, life is better. You, you're more free in this. And um, it's it's difficult. I'll piggyback off what Caleb said. I mean, there's times where, you know, yeah, it'd be cool to, to take. I mean, you'd be surprised how many holidays land on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but I love being up here. I mean, it's a good thing. We've got Labor Day coming up. And, you know. That's I, not a real holiday. That's not a, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, where people take that as an excuse to do something else. I mean. I get to come up here and I get to be with, with friends and family and I get to serve God's purpose and, and it's going to be good. I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and so, but the world says, oh no, you should, you should be like this and you should do these things. And God's saying, no, I've got this over here. And the world's is really shiny though. And, but when we pursue God, we, we just discovered that it's so much better than than living life any other way. And the things of this world, it does, it continues to lead just to bondage and slavery. That That's captivity there. And the things of God, which involve being good to people, um, even when they don't deserve it, serving, serving them, even though they may not be serving you, and, and really humbling yourself to those around you, that that's freedom that's that's joy that's that's where you grow and discover all that god has for you to be um that that's where man so so much of this this comes to completion like the work of god in us 
comes to this area of completion. And if you're trying to walk out recovery of any kind from any struggle, and this is not an element of what you're doing, you'll always be lacking always be lacking you've got to get this down you've got to get plugged in connected in some way some form some fashion to begin serving the people around you serving the body of christ because man, until you get it until you do it you'll i mean you got a hand tied behind your back and you're trying to fight your demons or whatever and you're not operating in the the fullness of what god's given you yeah uh you know, that verse and what Aaron was talking about is, you know, we're called to be free and that, you know, culture tells us that by abiding by the, you know, what God calls us to is that somehow that's like a slavery or whatever. But here's the thing, culture, I mean, is evidence against that and that we're more free now than we've ever been as a cult, you know, as a society. You can indulge in all the all the things that you could ever want. And that's what the culture tells us to do, you know, take, you know, eat as much as you want, drink as much as you want. Uh, you know, have, you know, try to, you should be having as many sexual partners as possible. And I mean, this, this is in, you know, here's all the social media for you to, to put yourself out there. And, and so everybody can, can idolize you and you can become an influencer. And these are, these are all good things. And this is what you should do. And yet as a society, we've never been more unhappy, more unsatisfied, more unfulfilled ever before. And we have everything we could ever want. So, you know, um, once again, uh, God is, is undefeated. I mean, <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it, but that's the that's the the thing that we've been dealing with since the Garden of Eden. I mean, this is what Satan says. No, here, you know, indulge. Here's the thing. Here's the one thing you can't have. So go ahead and do it because God doesn't want you to do it. You should just do what you want to do because that'll make you happy. And instead, uh, it's it's led to a lot of unhappiness. And um, so so living under God's guidance and living in His purpose and 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 actively seeking is what he wants for us and, and to think in terms of what can I do for others is not enslavement it is freedom it is freedom because we feel we have fulfillment you know all those things that again the culture pushes at pushes pushes at us to say this is what will fulfill you are, are empty promises they just they don't and that's why we have to keep going back to keep going back to the well so to speak and we have to keep pulling from it and say i need another i need another i need another because i don't have a deep sense of fulfillment i don't have a, a sense of worth or value and um it's made us made us into a very unhappy you know, culture and um you know so so yeah that that's a lie straight from hell that you know by serving others or doing and being selfless and trying to think of others is 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 a you know an entrapment or you know type of enslavement or um you know whatever else they call it but they're idiots so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I want to share one last verse with you. It's out of Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 6, 10 through 12. And it says, For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you've worked for him and how you've shown your love to him by caring for other believers, as you still do. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope um, for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promise because of their faith and endurance. And it, this is a part of the race that we're running. Like, as we have faith in God, um, we, we need to endeavor to work for God. Our, our works do not create salvation, but 
um, in response to salvation, we should have works. And our works um, come in the form of serving and being good to those around us. And um, so I love this. He will not forget how hard you've worked for him and how you've shown your love for him by how much you show up to church, by how much you read your Bible, by, um, you know, how many crosses you have on your wall at home and how many Bibles you've collected on your bookshelf. No, <laughs> you will show um, how much you've loved him by caring for other believers, the caring for the people around you. I mean, that, that's what <laughs> God is love and the thing that he's called us to. Yeah, he's called us to love him, but one of the ways we show love for him is by the way that we love the people around us. Um, it's in John, one of his letters. I can't remember which one, um, but he basically states, it might be First John, um, if you say you love God, but you don't love people, you're a liar. <laughs> you can't. You can't do that. And so, if you're unwilling to be good to people around you, and think somehow that your faith and your relationship with God's private, and you can not show up and be a part of anything or do for other people, and it's all just about you and God, um, you've missed it. You've bought into a great lie that that we've got to to step out there and, and do these things. That's part of our. That's part of our faith. That's part of calling Jesus Lord and it's part of the race that we're called um, to run um, and it's part of how we grow and at that one part here it says then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent well how will you not become spiritually dull and indifferent <laughs> by loving and serving the people around you um, and so like if you've kind of waned you know in your your walk and it's just like oh, I'm just not feeling it like I used to well, you're probably just showing up, not doing anything. Let's be honest. Let's just step out there and be <laughs> honest. Um, there's almost nobody I encounter who faithfully serves the body of Christ and isn't connected is telling me that they're spiritually dull or that their faith is waning. Um, mm -hmm. Very, very rarely do I encounter anybody like that. Oftentimes, almost, <laughs> almost exclusively, the people who I have conversations with that about how they're missing it or it's just not what it was because they don't do anything. They're not serving anybody. They they've fallen back into this mindset of it's just just for me. I'm I'm here for me. I'm gonna do for me, and then they fall back into that. And so God's word just tells us different. Because we're called to live differently. Yeah. No, that's good. Plus? No, I mean you know the the last thing I would close with is kind of a challenge. Is is what are some ways that you can serve? You know, it's not for for us to tell you what you need to do. Because, you know, everybody's gifted differently. Everybody's called to something different. But even then, it doesn't have to be a big thing. I mean, there's, there's opportunities to serve all around us because there's people all around us. And there's so much stuff that we can do um, just in our everyday walk that, that impacts the lives of others. I mean, and it just shares the love of Jesus with others. I mean, just being polite and doing, you know, kind things for other people. Um, I mean, that's... So, so that's what I would leave you with is what, you know, start to, start to think, where can I serve? What can I do? And, and, and like I said, take the blinders off and don't put yourself in that box of like, well, I can only serve if I'm at church and I can only serve in this, you know, this way if I'm, you know, handing out, you know, bulletins or I'm, I can only serve if I get to sing the song that I want to sing on stage or that kind of stuff. That's, that's being selfish. But, um, you know, wh what, can I, what can I do to serve? I mean, if you haven't done, you need to listen to last week talking about, you know, our gifts, figure out where you're gifted, figure out where God's calling you, figure out where your purpose is at, find ways to get plugged into that area. Um, but then again, always just be asking yourself, how can I serve? And, and you'd be surprised at the opportunities that God will present to you.
Yeah, I like that. Uh, before this episode, Kayla and I were talking about um, 5Ks. I was like, you know, I think I want to run a 5K at some point. He was telling me about this program, uh, like Couch to 5K. Um, and it, it's funny, I mean, the, the program doesn't say, all right, um, just just wake up and, and then run your 5K. You know, it's like, it's a process, you know, step by step that that's my destination. You know, I want to be here. Um, and so these are things that, that I can do in short order. Uh, we talked about goals, right? Yeah, we talked about goals last week. Yeah, it was last week. I'll go back and listen to last week's episode. It was full of good stuff. <laughs> it's probably good, yeah. yeah. How about that? <laughs> but uh, the same is true with this, that, you know, begin to pray and try to figure out where God wants you. But it starts with getting off the couch yeah. <laughs> and taking small steps and, and begin to do stuff. And like I said, I think your level of involvement um, should should grow. <laughs> I mean, you should do more and more over time um, just to serve God's kingdom, God's purpose. But, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, let's speak on that real fast. That You know, that's the thing, too. So many people, again, like we said, we have this big you know idea in our, in our mind that we got to do this big thing. But... Uh, you know, in, in God's kingdom, you know, you serve your way into leadership. <clears throat> you know, so many people just want want to be in a position of authority or responsibility because, well, I should just be, I've been here the longest or, you know, that kind of thing. That's not how you do it. You serve your way into it. And, and you may not be ready for that, that position just yet. You know, God may have that role for you in the future, but you're not ready to, to handle that responsibility in a, in a godly way. And so the way you do that is by you know you starting off small like in the, they said in the couch 5k program the first thing you do is walk like the first day and then it is slowly increases you know the time that you run until by the end of it you're ready to run you know three miles and so um that's the way you know serving and purpose works and it, um if you didn't get that book last week i i talked about which was uh, the dream giver by bruce wilkinson it tells the same thing it's that through these opportunities, God grows you. And, and through that growth, then that, that prepares you for the next opportunity that he has for you. And if you skip that, then you're not ready for it. And so um, I, I've done a lot of growing, <laughs> quote unquote, and it's not, not always pleasant um, throughout my time in ministry, just from back when I was a teenager. A lot of, a lot of mistakes you know, God called me out of my, you know, like Aaron was talking about, he calls, he calls you to a place where you're like, man, this doesn't make me feel very good. I feel inadequate here, but, <clears throat> but you got to be willing to do it. And then when you get there, then by being in that place, then you start to grow. And then God calls you on to, you know, now that you've, you've leveled up, so to speak, now we get called into something else. And so, um, it, it is a process of, of refining you and growing you and, and, being patient and willing to follow where, where you're led, but only going when, when you're actually called to be there and when you're prepared, so. That's good. Um, you know, again, I mean, serving, it does so much more than it grows us out of things and, and keeps us from falling back, from backsliding. And so I do just want to challenge you, begin to find places and, and ways that, that you can serve the people around you, that you can serve the body of Christ, uh, the church, other believers, what, whatever you can do to begin to give back, that um, our recovery um, hinges on a lot of things, and this is one of them, our ability to stop, stop being self-serving and to become selfless. Um, but we do, we love you guys. We're grateful that, that you were here with us today. Um, just a reminder, be sure to go out to our social media, check us out, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I know I push this a lot. YouTube is a great resource. Please subscribe to our channel. One of the things. Please. That, yeah, please. please. I'm not begging, but please invite I mean, don't everybody. Watch, don't you watch know. our videos. Yeah. Like yeah, th don't these videos. Yeah. Just put it on in the background and listen. <laughs> but. 
you get uh, there's playlists there where you can find other content directly related to the things that we talk to. It's all broken up um, in um, just different ways. So it's a great resource as, as you grow. It's a great place to find content directly related to whatever step in recovery or whatever process in the recovery that, that you're in. So be sure to check that out. Um, find us on your favorite podcast channel. Um, give us great reviews. Share that content <laughs> as well. Um, and then um, just be on the lookout as we... We uh, continue to put out more information about our recovery roundtable that's coming up. If you have any questions about today's episode or you need help with anything, resources in your hand, be sure to reach out to us. You can reach us at the church office at 918-283-2221 or uh, you can email us at info at cedarpoint.church. But we love you guys. We look forward to hanging out with you again next week. We'll see you then. Bye.